All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. And listeners, we'll let you know we're having an important conversation for the next segment, but one that might not be appropriate for little children. Domestic abuse is important for the people who it directly affects and for those of us who might want to and need to be allies. So I encourage you to listen to this later on demand if this is not a really good time for you. We're continuing our conversation about the impact of COVID-19 on the issue of domestic abuse. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline is an essential resource for victims and for families. That number is 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. Since it was established in 1994, the hotline has been there for survivors across the country with access to service providers and shelters. It's imperative for all of us to remember that social distancing creates an additional isolation for domestic abuse victims, but crucially, people, you are not alone. Joining me now to discuss the services provided by the hotline and in ways the organization has observed the pandemic's impact is the National Domestic Abuse Hotline Communications Director, Christina So. Christina, welcome to all of it. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. So what has the volume of calls been like in the past month? Oh, well, at this time, we're not experiencing significant increases in contact volume due to COVID-19, but we wouldn't expect to just yet. Um, With survivors in such close proximity to their abusers, it may be less safe for them to reach out for support. But from March 16th until April 12th, we've had about just over 3,000 people who have called us or chatted us or texted us and cited COVID-19 as a condition of their experience. What is something that is very specific to COVID-19 and to being in this sort of isolation um, that's unlike other situations? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know that at any given time, any external factors that add stress or financial strain can negatively impact survivors and create circumstances where their safety is further compromised. So what we've heard from survivors about how abusers are using COVID-19 to further control and abuse them um, is what we hear around other natural disasters like earthquakes or the 2008 economic downturn. So when um, abusers have isolation. Isolation is one of the strongest tactics an abuser can use. Um, So for us, we're really encouraging folks to build community around survivors that they know, just because isolation is such a strong tactic for abusers. What if I'm the neighbor of someone, or I think someone is in a situation that's potentially dangerous? What should I do? Yeah, we're we're hearing that that a lot lately. We're really emphasizing that building community around survivors is really critical. So, even if you're just scheduling a time to say hello from a distance, or if you're further away from someone, mailing them a postcard, but keeping in mind that whatever you send them might be intercepted by abusers. So, non 
specific supportive language. I think that in general, if for those of us who know survivors, now is a really good time to connect with them. So seeing if you can be a part of their safety plan by scheduling a regular phone call or a video conversation or talking to them about if they have an emergency text system, if you can be a part of it. One way to help survivors combat the sense of helplessness that they may have right now is just by cultivating hope and focusing on things that they control. So talking about self-care, regular exercise, even increased time in the shower to have more time away from their abuser, that's really important just because um, we know that many people are finding themselves at home more and may observe concerning behaviors in their neighborhoods. Of course, if someone's in immediate danger, call 911. But um, we're here to safety plan with people who know of survivors as well as safety planning with survivors themselves. My guest is Christina So from the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. That number is 1-888-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. You, you mentioned that uh, it might be difficult for someone to make a phone call if they're in the home with their abuser. Are there other ways that they can access your organization, text, online? Absolutely. So, like you mentioned, some survivors may find our chat or text services safer during this time. So if you're unable to speak safely, then you can always log on to thehotline.org or text love is L-O-V-E-I-S, as one word, to 22522 in order to receive services digitally. And this is an odd question, and I, I thought it was a very odd question, except I went on the website and I saw that this someone had asked it, so I, I feel okay about asking it. Is, can someone who is an abuser call if it's someone who has struggled with some sort of addiction or substance abuse and um, wants to make a call because they don't want to be in the situation? You know, we, we provide services to anybody who, who does reach out. So we're amazed every day by the bravery of anyone who reaches out in order to change their lives in some way. Um, so... We we do provide services to, to folks who may be witnessing more unhealthy behaviors within their own lives, um, but we try to focus on, on serving folks who are interested in changing their behaviors or changing their circumstances in some way. Is there something that people can do, someone who is in the situation, who is on the receiving end of abuse and feels like they might need to leave? regardless of what the stay in order place is, are there things that they should be thinking about or they could do to make that exit safer? Absolutely. Um, safety plans are, are a huge part of, of making sure that you're planning for not only your own safety, but if you have children, if you have pets, etc. So we really encourage folks to learn more about safety plans, either by contacting one of our advocates or going on our website, thehotline.org. Um, creating a safety plan is, is a way to, to sort of think about what all those different aspects are. Take a look at what is available in your state right now, especially with COVID-19 and our advocates are here to help support, um, given that some resources that may be typically available to to survivors may no longer be offering as many services or may not be offering services at all due to COVID-19. I mean, I read some really interesting practical advice on the site. For example, it said, uh, you know, make sure you have your own set of car keys. Make sure the car the car door is open, but other you know the driver's side, but the other doors are are locked. Um, are there any other sort of things that you might not think of that might be good to put in motion? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that something that we're, we're, we hear from survivors is um, some abusers are, for example, using COVID-19 as an opportunity to withhold basic medical um, essentials from mm. them, like hand sanitizer or gloves or masks. So if there's some way to be stockpiling those things during this time so that you can keep yourself healthy and safe, that's something that we're, we're encouraging survivors to think about right now. Is there something, you know, as someone who deals with communications around this issue and around National Abuse Hotline, um, is there something that you like to correct that you've seen in the press or the media about domestic abuse that you think is important? I think that for us, we look at it from sort of a national angle. A big, a big question that we get a lot is, like, aren't you having significant increases in contact volume? And that's just not something that we expect to as an organization that's serving all 50 states in the U.S. territories. I think that um, local programs are definitely experiencing um, increases in contact, contact volume at times that they may not be anticipating. I think that for us, we're just continuing to um, try to stay positive and, and enforce that survivors are extremely strong and extremely resourceful. I think that a lot of times it's really easy to take that stance of domestic violence is just physical abuse or it's this big negative thing, even those stock images that people use in, in mm-hmm. their articles during, um, media interviews. They're, like black eyes or um, a man raising his fist or something like that. I think that that for us, we're trying to reinforce that survivors are extremely brave. And and for us here at the National Domestic Violence Hotline, we're trying to do everything that we can to transfer power back to survivors so that they can make informed decisions that they know is best based on their situation. Christina So is Communications Director at the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. Christina, thank you so much for being with us. Of course, thank you for having me. And once again, that number is 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.